What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Spartan Red Zone podcast right here at Impact 89 FM Studios. I'm Zach Sadek, alongside my co-host Liam Jackson, Zach Slowick, and Cam McLaren over there on the far side of the table getting things ready to recap a Michigan State win for the first time in a month. We get to recap a Michigan State win, boys. How are you feeling? Great. Um, it's a game we talked about um, leading up that was a bowl game hopes. Needed to win this one. Ohio State, we talked about kind of a wash. I know we missed last week, so we didn't get to talk about that. Not much to talk about. Um, but I think the first half, uh, offensively, s- some more struggles from, from Michigan State, but they 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 stuck with it. They didn't make Graham Mertz look like a superstar like they have with other uh, quarterbacks. Their defense actually, in my opinion, played well. They made big plays. Uh, they got stops when they needed to, and then the offense picked it up and um, – your best players made plays when they needed to, and that's what you wanted to see all year. Um, yeah, best players making making good plays and winning you football games. Yeah, no, it, it felt good. Of course, the episode that we don't preview uh, for is the one that they come out and they finally win. A um, lot of stuff going Maybe on. Maybe it's our fault. Please. Yeah, MS, MSU homecoming. Uh, Sir Denick had no voice. Uh, so hey, I got it. I got it together. We yeah, came through we, in the clutch we, for the fourth quarter. We we and over both the overtime. Yes, and but overtimes. um, yes, that so was clutch. You were like Michigan yeah. State's offense. Yeah, your voice yeah. was hanging. He was hanging on by a thread there for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, so, seriously. Uh, there, it was a very exciting game. Um, I don't think I've ever done this before, especially not this year. Um, but I I would like to give some shouts of Scotty um or credit to Scotty Hazelton, um. Defense has been so terrible for all year. Um, he decided, all right, it's time for something to change. Switches over to that 4-3 other than on third down and held the Badgers to 131 yards, which is exactly what should happen when playing a quarterback like Sam Mertz through the air. Um, did allow 150 rushing yards, which to me makes no sense uh, because – you know, four two two or a four two five. The issue was supposed to be with the run, um, and then a four three. You're supposed to be able to stop the run, like strategically speaking, with how many people you have in the box. And it kind of flipped, but they didn't get torched for five hundred like they did the week before. So that was nice. And I think a lot of those rushing yards came early in the game too, in that first half when they didn't have Xavier Henderson in as well. Well, he he was in, but you could tell. Uh, I well, talked, he came in for one play. Yeah, right? he, well, he came in for one play. He missed two drives, and then he played the remainder of the game. Um, so he really he played like half a drive um, in the first quarter, and then played the full uh, second, third, and fourth. And having him which I raved about him and Jacob Slade and just how much better that defense is with uh, leaders who can communicate. Xavier Henderson is a difference maker on this defense, whether he's making a play or not, just because he's like a coach out on the field. He's been here for a long time. He is very poised under pressure. He's won big games uh, for Michigan State, and it's just always nice to see a guy like that get healthy and get back out on the field. I think for me, I mean, you take a look at it, from the, from a numbers standpoint, Scotty Hazelton really made up for a, what happened against Minnesota and then what happened against Ohio State. I mean, you take a look. You, they made Tanner Morgan look like a god on the field. They made Tanner Morgan look like a first-round draft pick. With You how, mean Tanner Morgan's not a first-round draft pick? 
they made him look is that what even, you mean to tell like me? even better. He almost got his head ripped off, and he still threw for a bazillion yards. It's because right? of his bald head. People just yeah. get scared. He can't it's really shiny. see the ball by looking at his bald head. But it's it's okay. I mean, he threw for over 300. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Zach is right. Well, Serdanik is correct that a lot of those rushing yards came in the first half. I think it was 95 to 110, I think, was the, the area that um, Wisconsin had on the ground in that first half. Second half, they had nothing. They couldn't get anything going, which was kind of wild. And as you said, Sloic, a lot of things that you take a look at whenever you look at a 4-2-5, it all depends on how you play the 4-2-5. I've, I've covered teams or have watched teams play a 4-2-5 with a blood safety. That doesn't work because when you line up 10 yards off the ball, you're still not getting pressure to the quarterback. Because half the time on third down, my high school team would give up a 15-yard out route to a slot receiver because there's nobody in the middle of the field. Now, with this Michigan State team, they don't re- usually use a blood safety. They'll just throw in an extra defensive back. Well, but at the same time, they've still been getting burned. But I think it's just kind of, you know, lack of communication, lack of execution, as, you know, Mel would say. But I like playing that 4-3. Traditional, traditional styles of gameplay open up to traditional stat lines. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a 4-3, you don't really expect them to pick up short change um, gains which is what happened in that second half. And that's just on the defensive side. On the offensive side, first half, lethargic. Second half, better. Third half, absolutely electric. Third half? Yeah, overtime. The third half, amazing. That is, I Third mean, period, just, hockey guy. Yeah. Third period. Did I say third half? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, overtime. Yeah. <laughs> overtime was absolutely electric. Ex- I mean, including in the press box when, you know, Chuck and Angelo dropped that interception and a few of the writers that were below me and Liam were slamming and banging things, acting like fools, which was hilarious to watch. I mean, it <laughs> would not be a, it would not be a, nodding his head. It would not be a Michigan State home game without a specific writer having an absolute conniption on the second row of the press box. All right, let's, let's leave it there. Um, yeah, I think it was a good start for Michigan State back to competitiveness. And the thing is, is they didn't really play that well. They played okay. They didn't play that well. But they found a way to win the game. And you mentioned that interception dropped in the end zone in overtime. If they would have lost that game after that, that would have really, really hurt. Amir Speed getting lost on that play to give up the touchdown that allowed Wisconsin to send it to overtime, that's another moment you would have went back to and said, that really hurt. Getting stuck on the goal line. That really hurt. But they found a way to win the game. Shout out to Joby, Jacoby Windman for picking that ball off in Badger territory. And giving you a pretty good highlight I call, was, too. I was going to hop in, but... Um, yeah, go ahead. When when you guys were talking about X's and O's, I think what it really comes down to is Jacoby Windman being able to play his natural position at linebacker. He's and so good. He made Too play good. after play at 11 tackles, one big twin, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week for the third time, which ties the record. Um, like you mentioned, the interception in the first half. In the second overtime, he uh, he cut Wisconsin's second offensive possession in overtime uh, very short. His sixth forced fumble of the year, which is just ridiculous. He just has a knack for for getting to the ball and uh, creating big plays. So I think that. I think the position switch back to linebacker uh, was just a huge, huge help for that defense. And it wasn't—he was uh, coming off the edge on third downs occasionally, and it wasn't—he wasn't only a linebacker, but the ability to have some or the um, the the they 
Scotty Hazelton being able to to move a player around like that on defense now would really open a lot of things up for him. And I would, I'm not going to compare him to anybody, but it was almost like that. It almost felt like he was playing the, the similar similar role to what like Michael Parsons does for the Dallas Cowboys. Not as much in the pass rushing side, um, but just very solid in coverage. Um, can definitely hold his own there and then just doesn't miss tackles. When he was at defensive end, it seemed like he was over-pursuing a little bit. Once he was back in that linebacker, he showed why he had so many tackles at UNLV. You definitely can see the upside for this Michigan State team. Big test coming up next week, but we'll get into that all on next week's podcast. You can expect a bit of a longer episode next week as we really dive into... The one that everybody wants to listen to, although if you're a Michigan State fan, you you may not want to watch next Saturday. But that's just my thoughts, I guess. We'll get more into that next week. Anything else on this game from you guys? Uh, shout uh, out to the crowd. Yeah, uh, shout out to the crowd. Yeah, shout out the defense. Uh, shout out the wide receiver room. Because they oh, yeah, had, they had themselves today. We didn't really talk about it much. Um, I know your yeah. player of the week coming up. Yeah, is, but... I mean, and th- I guess this is a good transition to go into the player of the week. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean. That's where I was well, starting yeah. to go with it. Yeah. Keon Coleman, five catches, 79 yards, two touchdowns, um, including one in overtime. And then our SRZ, uh, Hendo Hooker, player of the week this week. Um, mine is Jaden Reed, who had nine catches for 117 yards, a touchdown, and he was one for one with completions for 25 yards and a passing touchdown in that first overtime. He also had a punt return, which he returned for like 80 yards, stopped completely still and walked towards the defense and then just broke off and took out. Um, that would be his, is that his second or third? Would have been his second, second touchdown or punt return touchdown that was called back this year. Yeah, he said after the game that it was, quote, a little iffy. Yeah. Um, and. I don't think the board showed us the correct because um, Liam said that they announced that it was uh, Jeremy Bernard with the block in the back. They showed us. Um, the guy said Harold Joyner. He so, said number two. So see, he said on five. TV, on the TV, it was it said number five, and that showed it. It showed the coaches talking to Jeremy after the play. I okay. don't know who. I don't know. Yeah. Who, I just know the official said two. Yeah. I also know that every coach or Mel didn't agree with the call after, and like you said, Jaden. Um, and then the jumbos, so. the jumbotron showed Harold Joiner, and I th- it almost looked like he tried to block somebody in the back and missed, um, which I don't think you can flag somebody for attempt. Um, no, but if they see it, the officials gonna yeah, they're flag. gonna throw it's just it. like in basketball. So, if you extend the arms, if you extend that off arm, yeah, if they see it, they're gonna they're gonna blow the whistle. So I mean, I'm gonna go Jaden Reed to uh, this week for my Hendon or Hendo. Hooker player of the week. Yeah, I didn't realize you guys were naming it that because I wouldn't have picked Hendon Hooker if you were going to name that. But mine is Hendon Hooker. I mean, Uh, somebody had to pick him. Yeah, Hendon Hooker going in and picking up a big win. So big that Tennessee had to do a GoFundMe, but we'll get to that later. Huge win for the Volunteers and a big-time clutch play from Hendon Hooker, really cementing himself in the middle of that Heisman conversation. The Volunteers are back. I mean... I they haven't really been back since Peyton Manning was there, but they're good. The problem is they still have to play Georgia just to get to the SEC championship game to get a second chance at Alabama. Good old. So that's tough. tough. But man, they're playing well. 
Don't there's I mean both sides are still pretty open. There's a couple teams that are right on as well, of yeah, right Ole now, Miss. Ole Miss is in first. This would be a great year for a twelve team playoff. Just this would be a great year for a Tennessee Ole Miss college football playoff. Uh, or not college football playoff, SEC, SEC championship. Oh. And oh, Alabama amazing. and Georgia would still get in the college football playoffs. Over both Tennessee <laughs> yeah. and Ole Miss. Just absolutely not cool. L. Not at all. All right, Cam, what's up? So for me, sticking within the SEC, my Hendon Hooker player of the week is KJ Jefferson, Arkansas or quarterback out of Arkansas going 29 of 40, hanging up 367 yards and five miraculous touchdowns at BYU, just shushing the blue wave and telling them all to go home and cry to their parents. Wow. Because all right. sometimes that's what happens at BYU, I guess. There's weird things that happen in Provo. There's very weird things. All right, then. Uh, Liam, last but not least. Um 41 uh, carries. Yes. I'll get, this is what Chase Brown, um, Illinois' running back, was I, my, my I almost took him. My he player of the day. week just because he's the definition of a workhorse back, and Brett Bielema has impressed me. I'm, and, and I was never um, an Illinois Brett Bielema fan, but this year they are in the driver's seat in the, in the Big Ten West, which is impressive. They just beat Minnesota. And, like, yeah, like you guys mentioned, 41 carries, 180 yards, and a touchdown. That's a guy – that's the definition of a workhorse, and he's just done this all year. Um, it's not the most talented team in the in the in the in the Big Ten, but they are um, they're they're probably going to have a, a chance to at an upset to win a Big Ten championship against a Michigan, against Ohio State, and maybe Penn State. I guess has a chance still, but Ohio State, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would but assume. They 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 are looking for a date with Ohio State in uh, Indianapolis, which is something I never thought I would say at this point in the season. I'll tell you what, in that I mean, we'll get more into that when before the preview um, for the Illinois game. But they just hold onto the ball for as long as they can, put up like fourteen points, and then their defense is good, and they <laughs> they they possess That's the, accurate. They Brett possess Bielema's the ball for minutes. like yeah, well, they possess the ball for like three minutes to every one their opponent does. And Brett Bielema was a Big Ten football coach. He's, he's done not this an before. SC, yeah. If I'm cor- counting correctly, Illinois ran 86 plays from scrimmage. Okay. And 41 of them came to your player of the week. That is that is amazing. Yeah. That's just it's a lot of plays. It the is. Big 10 West you don't usually see that these days in football. Um a guy a running back getting that many carries um but so it's in high school sometimes. Yeah, Derrick yeah. Henry, but I think that's about it. Yeah. I mean feed it to Henry. All right, we ready to move on to our powerhouse frame unit of the week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty, I'll get it started off. How about the orange? Otto the orange, top-tier mascot, top-tier football team, apparently, and also Slowick. I I was kidding. but Yeah, he's he's not even a top-two mascot. That's no. terrible. I love I. He's I like Otto ten. the orange. Top ten. Maybe top seven. I'll he's go not top, top seven. two. I have my top two. They're cemented. I, have top I feel like Sparty's got to be Sparty's one number one, even if you're not a Michigan State person. Testudo, yeah, Testudo. Oh my God, Otto's better. Than no that. chance. Oh, wow. Testudo is elite. All right, let's go into it. Need my arguments each side. Give me your argument for Otto, Liam. 
if you were to play NCAA football 10 with the mascots, are you using an orange or a turtle? There's, but there's I'm using the Stanford Cardinal low key. Fine, but <laughs> the, tree. the turtle rocks. The tree. You when you run when you run the ball with uh, yeah. with out of the orange, you can't even see the ball. That's fair. It's You're just right. inside of the orange. And All it, right, the sh- I have a shell to protect me from tackles from behind. Oh, I didn't think they were using <laughs> real logic. <laughs> Tastudo has a shell on his back. He's a, he's a red shell. Yeah, yeah but if you're talking about a turtle running with a football. Okay, an or- yeah, but an orange would just roll. At least a turtle's a, a living yeah, creature. Yeah, so technically, how, how do you know if the orange is down then? He's never tackled. <laughs> that, that <laughs> he is, has he, no that, knees. That is a really good point. <laughs> All right, back to this. That's beautiful. Syracuse undefeated, knocking off NC State. They go play Clemson this week. In Clemson, South Carolina, to take on the Tigers, there's going to be a lot of orange in the crowd that night. Uh, trust me, bold take. Yeah, that's a wild take. <laughs> Very there. bold take there. Oh wait, I an didn't orange get the team joke. will win. <laughs> yeah, in that game, I promise you that. But shout out Syracuse; they've been playing well. The Carrier Dome, that is still and will always be the Carrier Dome, just like Staples Center, was rocking the past few weeks, and it will be rocking from afar in this one as they probably lose to Clemson, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep the orange on topic and my powerhouse unit of the week is going to be um, the Tennessee Volunteers students for not only tearing apart that field, stealing both goalposts, passing one up through the stands, the other one right out the tunnel, throwing it in the river, but one lady ripped out a chunk of the end zone and is selling pieces of the grass. I saw that on eBay. From Tennessee. Yeah, a piece of the checkerboard, multiple. She, like, cut it up into sections. Some of them, they go anywhere from $1 to $50, depending on the size of grass you want. Um, So I'm going to go the Tennessee students for absolutely having no remorse for their stadium or their school's groundkeepers. Uh, because if I believe, I think Tennessee has a game either this week or next week at home. This week. Yeah. They had to get a GoFundMe to replace the goalposts. They posted on Twitter, like the funniest tweet I've seen in a long time. They So they posted, i try and find the tweet. Oh, okay, so they posted... Quote, y'all remember how we tore the goalposts down, hauled them out of Neyland, and dumped them in dumped them in the Tennessee River? Yeah, that was awesome. Anywho, turns out that in order to play next week's game, we need goalposts in our field. Could y'all help us out? Yeah, like Tennessee and had can't a GoFundMe. Af- like Tennessee can't afford goalposts. And posts. they raised all the money that they needed. It was um they needed a hundred and fifty thousand, they said. Jeez. And they raised hundred and sixty one thousand and eighty two dollars. In probably like twelve. For the hours. new goalpost fund. Yeah. Um they got three thousand and fifty eight donors. Yeah. So I mean each person w- each person was how many donors? Three thousand and fifty eight. Oh, so they had options of give sixteen dollars and then under that it says season since Vols beat Alabama. Give fifty two dollars. Give fifty two dollars and forty nine cents, final score of the game. Give twenty five, one hundred, two fifty, five hundred, or give one thousand nineteen one thousand nineteen dollars and fifteen cents, which was the capacity of the sold out crowd. That's actually insane. A hundred and one thousand nine hundred and fifteen. Yeah. How much did you say they raised? Uh, hundred and sixty something thousand. I just yeah, took it hundred and sixty grand. So I mean, they're I, gonna get some nice gold could, posts, some high tech ones. Yeah, people fifty two dollars average. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine if 
MSU ever stormed the field, which would be very dangerous because it's it's quite a drop from the stands. Oh to, yeah, good luck Spartan Spartan that field. Also, security all over the place. But I imagine if if they stormed the field, ripped down the goalpost, Matt Ishbio would just be like, "Oh, here's whatever you want. Just get new goalpost." That was awesome. Fighting or the Michigan State fighting Matt Ishbio, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, right, there's a lot of stuff. No free ads. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, let's keep that off the. Off the airwaves here, but let's move on to Liam. Oh, man. I just no, read no. that. Oh, wait. <laughs> this uh, is bad. The, my powerhouse goes to the toughest guy this week, uh, James Franklin, because he was his team was assaulted by a peanut butter and jelly. Or they they uh, they were assaulted by, by uh, getting yelled at because they were stood too close to the Michigan uh, the Michigan locker room PB and J's were thrown, and James Franklin now thinks that um, it should be illegal for two teams to have to use the same hallway. Um, so yeah, while he's that the was, tough, toughest guy, the powerhouse of the week. For while me. that was awful, and for his him, team got beat by thirty on the field. So yeah, while that was awful for him, I hate the I hate the Michigan. Let's stand in the tunnel and yell at the other team at halftime because we're so tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do too, but also uh, to cry about. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, no, that's that, way softer than that, Michigan. That one hundred percent. So is. many stadiums share, like yeah, Spartan no, Stadium shares think, a tunnel. I wasn't so. saying that I think they need to change the tunnel. Just I was the just, hallway. I was yeah, making a side point because you see that happen Locker when Michigan are State's from there, each other, just like at Mich- yeah, there. I mean, when Michigan, Ohio State's there, Mi- Michigan does that every day. Same thing. Michigan loves being fake tough in that hallway. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. No, they don't need to change it. There's most, yeah, most teams like the visitors' a locker room is on the same side, even at yeah, Ford Field. No, like, it it it's not anything that needs to be changed. Yeah. James Franklin, psychotic. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Liam. That's not Liam. I know that's Cam. Liam to Cam. So for me, this one this one hits right at home. My Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame slash Unit of the Week. The fighting Paul Morissette's getting their first win. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the Colorado Buffaloes, boys. Colorado? Colorado. Beautiful. 20 to 13 <laughs> victory the over the Golden. They're without a win, right? Or K State not have In one. the Power Five. Or K State? No, not K State. Colorado State. I think they're the last Power Five team. I think there's other teams that are winning. Doesn't matter. Colorado wins <laughs> at home. They're fr- they're, everybody storms the field. It's beautiful. Their mascot goes from one week to playing solitaire by himself. To having all of his best friends just storm the field with him as they rumbled and stumbled onto the field. Who'd they beat? Cal, the Golden Bears. Ah, the team that almost beat Notre Dame two weeks ago. Correct. Mm-hmm. Poor, I mean, Cal poor is a Notre sneaky Dame. Three and three team. Yeah, poor, poor Notre Dame. Poor, poor. All right, let's That's move it. on to the pick'em. Yeah, everybody. Yes. Like we said, no game this week. Yes. Eight week podcast. Um, lot. I will be. F- Obviously, from East Lansing, um, we'll Ahead be out, of a out trip next to Ann Arbor. Week. Yeah, before we uh, hopefully go to Ann Arbor. Yeah, if we can right. get there, we'll find a way. Yeah, we'll get Anyways, there. We'll, uh, don't you worry. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the pick'em. Five games this week. Standings update after our ten-game week two weeks ago. Before we had some illness last week and couldn't record, we just were seeing in the future. That's why we yeah we were bu- make up yeah for we were building a flow and. Yes. There's a lot and of I had to I needed the 10 games to come back. Ruining so a good pair of socks. Liam and I are tied for first at 15, 14 and one because there was a push mm-hmm. and the push was uh, TCU Kansas two weeks ago was a push that good was minus game. seven for TCU and they won by seven. And then go frogs. Fear now the frog. 
It's 15, 14, and 1 for me and Liam, 13, 16, and 1 for Cam, and 12, 17, and 1 for I made I made quite the comeback from being like 3 and 15 or whatever I was. Well, three you weren't actually ten. ever that. What though. a comeback no. from last I was three and to 12. last. Yeah, it's <laughs> incredible. I think I, was, I think I was three and 12 Good at one point. You, so. Oh, the aggression is back. I love yeah. it. Cookie. All right. I'm going to make an ex- I'm gonna cut Liam's a quick breaks. executive decision real quick and move this game towards the bottom of here because I think this is one of the better games to talk about. Yeah, so you, you start the order. You just so, tell us who we're yeah. picking. Let's start with the two Big Ten games because I don't uh. really think they're either of them are good games. Um. All right. Let's go Minnesota at Penn State. Nittany Lions minus four. We'll start with Cam. Penn State at home. This is an easy pick for me. Minus four is a little bit scary, especially since, you know, Tanner Morgan's bald head does have a way of just absolutely. Yeah, that is if he He plays. He did get carted off the field last week. Well, uh, we hope for a speedy recovery. Yeah, he was. They didn't rule out. They didn't rule out him playing this week. PJ PJ Fleck is hoping that he is a speedy recovery and that they can hire the Dolphins doctor. If so, Tanner Morgan will be on the field this week. But we'll oh see. yeah, no, sh- no, no, yeah. But that and Mo Ibrahim is also playing well. But I just I don't think yeah. that Minnesota b- wins against Penn State, especially after Penn State gets embarrassed on the road. They're back at home. Minus four is a decent line, so I've give me the Nittany Lions. Oh, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> um, I don't like either of these teams. I think Penn State. I thought they were really good, but now I don't think they're as good. Push it. Um, I that twenty four twenty would be a push. Um, that'd be crazy to call. That's the exact too. score I was thinking in my head too <laughs> yeah. when you said push. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, fourteen ten two. Uh, it's not out of the picture. I don't know. This is uh, a big time yeah, system. I'll. I'll take Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Coming off coming off a big loss, I don't. I think Penn State just realized like they had to beat Michigan because they're going to lose to Ohio State to go to the Big Ten championship, and now they're not doing that. I'm going to take the Nittany Lions to cover minus four. I think. I I think Minnesota's going to struggle in this game. They've been struggling. It's both, in Happy Valley. I mean, they both have been struggling, but I'm going to take State Penn State. Game, yeah, so I'm going to take Penn State to cover minus four. Liam? I'm going to take Penn State, and this, might, I, this is the easiest pick of the year for me. I don't think Minnesota's great. I think Penn State, they have. I think they're still good. I just think that James Franklin struggles in big games a lot of the time. He's Penn kind of a weenie. Yeah, and I just think I think that they're much more talented. Tanner Morgan, is, even if he does play, obviously not going to be 100%. He got carted off the field. Um, it, it's at it's in Happy Valley. I just there's so, I there's I I can't think of a single reason to pick Minnesota. So I'm real question: Do you think PJ Fleck looks enough like Tanner Morgan to suit up? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I All mean... right, let's. <laughs> And I, I don't think he would be good. Either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's, he probably hasn't played in 30 years, but hey. Let's move on to the other Big Ten game in the West, Purdue at Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus two and a half in Madison. Don't look at me. Both these teams are terrible. Well, I'll this start, is a terrible line. I'll start with this one. Um, yeah, I don't really like either of these teams in this game, but give me give me Purdue to cover. Probably to win, honestly, because I think Purdue might win the West. Yeah, I'm going to go with Purdue, too. I mean, we saw Wisconsin struggle. I know they're they're coming back home, um, but I, th- I still like Aiden O'Connell. I think Purdue has I, – yeah, I just like Purdue. I, I, I think that they'll cover, and I would honestly take them uh, 
to win straight up here? Uh, I'm trying to, yeah, go ahead. Boiler up, baby. Now, mind you, if you look at Purdue's record, I mean, they've played in all all but one of their games have been decided by one score. And they've all been pretty... So this is actually the, pretty... Actually, except against Minnesota, they won 20-10. to 10. That's my bad. Though, the, I mean, this is a good line then at two and a half. I still think Purdue wins outright, so... they All of their games, too, have been pretty high scoring other than... Minnesota? Yeah. But that's a good defensive team, and Wisconsin just, for some reason, just... Unless the Camp Randall jump around really sparks that defense, I still think Purdue I mean, they let at least 30. They let Atlantic put up 28 on them. I'm not saying these this defense is good. I'm just saying I think Purdue will outscore whatever Wisconsin tries. That's what I'm trying to figure out if I think that. Uh, you know what? Uh, give me – Wisconsin's defense has been pretty good for most of the year. They didn't look great last week, but give me Wisconsin. Slowick fading everyone in both of the first two games. We'll see if it continues. Moving to the SEC, where it just means more. Ole Miss at LSU. LSU minus two at home. Ole Miss, first place in the SEC West, trying to remain undefeated. Ole Miss. I will never pick Brian Kelly. Liam. I'll go... Don't do it. I'm going to go LSU, but I'm Ew. not happy about it. I just... I, I don't you hate know. Brian Kelly more than I do. I... I don't I don't like LSU. I just think that I don't think that Ole Miss is good enough to be undefeated. And I think they're they're gonna drop one of these games, and this is not an easy LSU, place to play. So this LSU is knocked the, off Florida last week too, correct? Or no? Yes. They yeah, did. they did. Yeah. So this Give is me, that's not a bad Ole Miss pick. is Ole Miss is gonna lose a who's, game they shouldn't. This is who's it. Ole Miss quarterback? Is it Dart? It's a Jack, yes, it Jackson Dart. Dart. Jackson yeah. Dart. Give me the Rebels. Okay. It's Ole Miss. I mean this this is just. Kind of pathetic to have a minus two line at home just because it's LSU. I'm clipping Lane that. Kiffin. I'm yeah. very sorry that. Uh, very sorry about your loss. Yeah, whenever. In this game now. Yeah, whenever Liam is the only one to go the other way, it's always <laughs> it's that always one. End so. game for us. All right, there you go, Brian Kelly. The ACC. We'll go there first. No. No. Okay, we'll go, go to... Pac-12 first. Yay! Then. <laughs> you can go first then, Cam. Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> UCLA at Oregon. Oregon minus six. Oh, I hate this because I was gonna hold up the O for both of my the, these next two games, but the next two. Yeah, because it's just oh, oh Otto the like, orange. Yes, okay. Yes. I was just like, wait, yes. what's the O? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing though. It's a minus six line. UCLA. It's at Oregon. Oh, I hate this. I really do. I want to flip a coin. I kind of just. I mean, we both know that. Slowick is picking Oregon because of the fighting Bo Nixes, So yeah. You know what? He's got a point. Let's go Oregon. Let's go Oregon. It's a terrible line, and I'm probably going to get absolutely right. I think the Ducks are going to be trailing like all game, and then Bo Nix will score uh, a touchdown to tie it. Um, and then I think they'll get like – or he'll t- he'll get he'll score a touchdown to like be up by like one or two, and then uh, UCLA will throw a pick six at the end of the game, and it will just be so pointless – and Bo Nix is going to have like two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, and like 500 yards. He's going to cement his but Heisman the, candidacy. But the this Oregon is, defense is going to give up 520 yards anyway. So this is a perfect. I didn't realize Oregon push. was back as a top 10 team. I'm not going to lie; they got beat so bad the first week that I forgot they were even. Yeah, who they lose? Yeah, the Pac-12 oh, oh, dogs. Yeah, yeah, but they're five and they're one. Gonna, they're going to win the Pac-12. They're five and one and number 10 in the country. The Pac-12 yeah. was like That's out of wild. it for like the first three weeks of the season. UCLA is good though. I don't know if they're going to. I'm not giving the. Pac-12 yeah, I've got right UCLA now. in this game. This uh, is a perfect OT push. 
Yeah. I have or it I have really U- is. why am I saying Oregon? I have UCLA. Uh, I'm not sure they'll win, but um I already I went with one Kelly. I'll go with a different Kelly, so I'll go UCLA. All right. Let's uh I just want to throw this out there. Um <laughs> Liam and I do not have a single similar pick through four. Will through that four. remain through the fifth? We're gonna find out. Going to the ACC, the marquee matchup in Death Valley. Part we have two Death Valley games this week, but in the Clemson version of Death Valley, LSU is the real Death Valley, in my yeah. opinion. Agreed, but yeah. Dabo's going to roll an ankle running down that hill. Oof! Syracuse at Clemson, Dabo Tigers minus thirteen and a half. I'll go first. Um, you know what? Screw it. Give me the cues. Woo! We ride with Syracuse. Both undefeated. Yep, we ride. We ride with Sean Tucker and his great Twitter I, account. I'll tell you what; it's going it. to be kind of nice being able to watch college football like all day. It and really just be is, lazy. especially because I don't. I'm not working the Michigan State hockey game that night either. I'm off all day Saturday for oh, the first time, like duck. ever. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's going to be duck. wild. Hey, you should go to that Michigan um, State hockey game. Though. I will not be in attendance. Uh, I will. I'll go with Clemson just because I feel like that is a very big line, but I feel like people just kind of have. Voter fatigue is the term I think you have in turn like uh, equivalent be like um, players who don't get MVP votes or all defense votes just because they are always good and uh, I think that Clemson is just good again and people are done with seeing Clemson be good and they just don't want to talk about them they play a weaker schedule in the ACC but I think that their defense is legit DJ's playing better um, I'm not the biggest fan of Dabo but I still a decent coach obviously so I just and. Syracuse, fun story, um, but basketball not, school. Uh, not right now. They're, <laughs> but, they're a football school. Former lacrosse uh, school. But yeah, I'm gonna go Clemson. I think they're just more talented, better team. All right, Liam and I are gonna have one similar pick this week Ooh. because I'm also on Clemson. Um, Michigan jumped them after beating Penn State, and I think it would be pretty funny if. Clemson jumped Michigan before the Michigan State game. It doesn't matter because Michigan State is not going to be ranked for the rest of the year. I mean, like, no, I guess they could if they won out, but that, yeah, yeah, they're not going to be and yeah, they're not beating they're not, Michigan they're next not, week. They're not going to be undefeated. Um, but I would I wouldn't mind Clemson jumping in that four spot. I like that college football playoff too of Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Clemson. I doubt that's what it's going to be no. at the end, but it would be it would be pretty exciting if that was the case. Bama's already in by default. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not losing to Tennessee twice. It does. It doesn't matter if they do. They're just Alabama. They they are part of the contract. Yeah. To the college football playoff. It just means more. I wonder if I wonder if if they would be cool with not putting them in there though if they had two other SEC schools. I mean, does the SEC get three teams? No. The SEC gets all four. Yeah, it's just the SEC <laughs> and Ohio SEC State tournament. Ole Miss comes back. There's just a with scenario a where vengeance. There's a scenario where and it's not that crazy where Tennessee. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State only have one loss. Yeah. That's a very realistic yeah. possibility. We don't need to talk about Actually, that's what... not a realistic possibility. I just said Penn State only having one loss. Penn State is going to lose by 40 to Ohio State next week. Yeah, that's true. True skis. But every well, other team in that's... I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying. No, I would... That truly is the, like, the craziest thing that has right. to happen, and it's still like a ranked yeah. team against That's why Ohio I said... Because uh, I, I was correcting myself when I said it was realistic, or very realistic, and I was like, it's wait, possible. no, it's not. Yeah, it's possible. Cam, we already know you're going Qs. Yes, so, we are. This is beautiful. They're going to lose by 10, but it's going to be an amazing 10-point loss. Love to see it. All right, everybody. That'll do it for us here on the Spartan Red Zone podcast. No game to plug this weekend, but... 
There may or may not be green and white report to plug either. I have no clue yeah. what's going on. <laughs> not I, sure yet. I'm Stay going, tuned. I'm going home. Liam's going home. Tune in I at. I don't know what's happening. Tune in at 11 a.m. on Sunday, and you may or may not hear green and white report, or you might hear some cool music. So. Tune in, impact89fm.org, backslash listen live, or if you're in the Lansing, East Lansing area at 88.9 FM. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next Friday with the Michigan State-Michigan preview right here on the Spartan Red Zone podcast.